Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sacred Garden. I'm your host, Candice Olive, and I just want to say thank you. I think it's so important to say thank you to each other and to ourselves because we make these commitments to step onto our sacred path, and it's messy and it's hard and it's scary. And it's so important because at the end of the day, our self-healing is where we really truly grow and expand. Thank you for taking accountability for who you are and for the impact you have on other people and for taking responsibility for your actions and the ways in which your actions form a deeper framework of how you live and how you interact and how you exist on this earth. I think we forget sometimes that we are truly energetic beings and that even on the most minute level, our decisions can have an impact on the people around us. We are always interacting metaphysically with other people and with other energetic frequencies within our environments. And so when we step into a space of self-healing, we are saying to ourselves, we want better for ourselves. We want better for the world. So thank you. Please take a moment in your daily practice to remind yourself just how strong and truly magnificent you are for taking the opportunity to really grow and to realize that there is so much more out there for you. So today, I hope this episode can form a framework and a part of really helping you step into your sacred journey. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the process of awakening, the experience of awakening and what that can mean for really fostering sacred foundations into your life. I hope that the tools I can provide you with in this process and in this understanding can help you to take a step back and help you to reorient yourself, to connect with your inner compass so that you can start moving with intention and awareness towards whatever goals you have set in your life. Let's start a little bit by talking about what it means to awaken. Now, awakening is something that happens at any stage of your life that is really sort of this defining moment or defining moments that force you almost in in a really strange way to reassess yourself, to reassess your life and to become more aware of your decisions your beliefs, and also the environments in which you place yourself or are placed within. And it's really about becoming aware of these facets so that you can come into alignment with your true self. On the most basic level, it's looking at what no longer makes you happy, what no longer serves you. This might be a job. This might be the foods that you eat. This might be key relationships or a way of thinking about yourself. All these are important facets of the person that you are becoming and of leading you down a path of stepping into your sacred journey, of living life in a more profound way, and at the end of the day of being truly comfortable and happy and at peace with who you are. I think the thing about going through an awakening is it is something that happens on a deeply spiritual level. It's really where your soul begins to push back a little bit and says, hey, there's some stuff going on here that I think has been happening unconsciously. And maybe we should look at this stuff because it's not leading us down a path that we're really going to be happy with and we feel happy with. 
it's tiring us, it's exhausting us, and it's not allowing us to be our authentic selves. And that's what we want to be. We want to be able to share who we are with people, to step into our divine vulnerability and feel comfortable to have those sacred connections. And also, we want to feel that sense of self-direction within ourselves that when we make a decision to do something and to engage with an experience that is truly transformational, we do it with full awareness and presence. I think the thing about going through an awakening and being in the, the process and the experience of being in an awakening is the fact that it you go through like a review of your current frameworks in a way of decluttering. You are decluttering your home. Now let's think about that for a second because that is a very physical thing that we all do at some point in our life. Maybe it's not our home, maybe it's our space if we live in a room or wherever we are. And it's really where something switches on within us. I don't know, it's it's just like all of a sudden you wake up or you turn around and you're like, now this don't feel right. There's something here that needs to change. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm going to do a little bit of digging. I'm going to go through some old stuff I have in here and I'm going to assess what do I really need? Maybe it's clothes you no longer wear. Maybe it's the box that's in the top of your cupboard that is full of documents that you no longer need. Maybe it's the furniture in your room, the way it is set up, and there is a better configuration that allows you to move in that space differently. When you are doing that, what you are doing is not only are you letting go of what no longer serves you, but you are also creating space for you to step into a different manifestation, to create a different energetic value, to allow you to feel more comfortable in your space. And I suppose it's not just comfort. It's also like a thing of when you move things around, you have more room for activities. (laughs) Like on the most basic level, let's say you move the couch to the other end of the room and it creates a more open space where you can do your yoga or maybe you want to lay, lay down and draw or maybe lay down and watch TV. It's all about assessing How can I create spaces within and around myself that allow me to fall deeper into this space of stillness and comfort within me? I was reading a little bit of Eckhart Tolle's The New Earth the other day, and in it he talks about the process of awakening on a spiritual level. And what he really says that stuck with me is that awakening is about coming back to your stillness, the stillness of living the stillness of our consciousness, the stillness of awareness, that on the most basic level, we are a free flow of energy. And it's about reassessing the chaos that we accept into our lives and deciding whether we want to subscribe to that chaos anymore. When you go through a process of awakening, you really allow yourself a space to decode any past experiences in order to embody the wisdom they can provide. I talked a little bit about this in last week's episode or in in the last episode where uh, we talked about inner child healing and what it means to go back and to reaccess the sort of subconscious understandings that you have of the frameworks of who you are. 
When you go through an awakening, you do this, but it's not just about your inner child. It is about the totality of your experience and your experiences, not just of your human experience, but let's say you understand what it means to have lived in a past life and you believe in reincarnation. What have those lives done to the impact that they have on your current manifestation? And how are you also impacting the lives that you will live? I think the thing about awakening that can be so hard is that it is often when it comes to you when you are really knee deep or let's say body deep in chaos. You are living in a way, a fast life, a hustle life where maybe you are working crazy hours and you're not eating properly and you are you don't have time to spend with your family and you don't have time to engage in the hobbies you'd like to and you're tired and you're drained and you're stressed and you almost have like this healing crisis, you break down. And of course, this is not something I would wish on anyone, but I've been through it. I know what it's like. You're so laser focused and you have almost this tunnel vision of who you should be, what you need to achieve in your life. And you have the beliefs and narratives of social conditioning to back that up. And so what it really does is it leads you down this path of destruction because at the end of the day, you are completely living in a go, go, go life. And what you will come to realize is in living in that fast paced life, you are not giving yourself the opportunity to experience because you're just moving so fast. It's like if you go for a drive and you want to see the sights, like in nature, for example, and you want to see the ocean and the mountains, but you are like gunning it 200 kilometers down the road, you're not going to see anything. If you're so focused on getting to the end of your destination, you don't get to experience all the possibilities that you can have as you are getting there. And I think that's something we sometimes forget in our lives. We're moving so fast, we're thinking so fast, we're going to the next thing that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really live, to be in that slower pace. Sometimes life calls you to move fast, to get up and to go. And sometimes life is saying, you just need to slow down for a second, take a breath, realize that you don't need to be moving so fast. You don't need to work as hard as you are working to achieve what you want to achieve. There are different ways you can do things that maybe consciously you're not aware of. But if you take a moment to review and look at what is in front of you, you might realize that intuitively you have a different level of wisdom that you are not tapping into that can make this so much easier for you. And this is what awakening is truly about. Awakening often comes to us at a time of our life where the universe sort of has this contractual agreement with our soul that at a specific moment in the timeline of consciousness, that it is an opportunity for us to step into a higher level of existence. And what that means is sometimes the tower's got to fall. In tarot, we talk about having a tower moment and when things really fall apart And it's such a chaotic moment, I'm sure. I mean, I don't like to talk about and constantly bring up what we have been through in the past couple of years, but that has caused a lot of tower moments for a lot of people where there has been a lot of loss and there has been a lot of change. 
and a lot of stress, but also what has it allowed us to do? What new hobbies did we pick up in the means of that? What did we learn about ourselves? How did it reorient our lives? Awakenings can happen on an individual level and on a community and collective level. I think it's really where we begin to realize how subjective the truth can be and how also objective the truth can be. And we begin to understand there is totality in the truth that we have collectively, but there is also these minute levels of truth that we have within us that we are not always anchored into and that are such potent parts of our conscious expansion. I think when we step into awakening, what we realize is that We are fundamental creators of the reality in which we choose to exist. And that doesn't mean we have complete control over what happens to us, but we decide how we interact with the events of our life, how we navigate social conditioning, how we move within and around other people's belief systems and projections, and how we also assert our authenticity and who we are and create a space from which we can grow and bloom on this earth. When we awaken, we really go through a process of releasing of any stagnant energy, emotions, beliefs, and narratives that we had stored in our energetic bodies and in our physical bodies from times when we weren't equipped to understand them. And I think this can be one of the most challenging parts is that it feels like sometimes everything hits you at once. Everything is falling apart. Nothing makes sense. You feel lost. In spiritual understanding, a lot of people refer to this as going through a dark night of the soul. And it can be really lonely. I I won't lie to you. It can be a really lonely thing. But of course, as you understand it and you learn what it means to you, it becomes easier because you learn how to lean into it. You learn that these stagnant emotions or any past self-limiting beliefs that you have had about yourself are there to teach you, are there to be integrated into, are there to be decluttered in their own way so that you can really unlock the creative potential, the divine sacred wisdom that they hold so that you can use them as tools and sharpen the knowledge that they give you to really allow yourself to become the divine manifester that you are. It is about taking back your innate personal power from situations where you were unconsciously allowing yourself to be treated as less than you deserve, or also carrying an understanding of yourself which lowered your value, which told yourself less of who you can be, less of your empowerment, and reminding yourself that you have the capacity to navigate life on a more level playing field that you don't have to constantly be catching up, trying to prove yourself to others, living to other people's means of what success, happiness, and joy means, that you can create your own understanding of life from a truly gifted and beautiful place within. Now, when I say awakenings can happen on many different levels, I'm talking about awakenings as a spiritual, a physical, an emotional, a mental, a social, and an environmental capacity. And this is a holistic approach to really what awakenings can do for you and what they can mean to your life. 
when you go through an awakening, you really begin to understand what karmic contracts mean, what ancestral trauma is, and the basis of the human experiences. You understand your limitations and your perspective. And of course, not everybody will delve into those those sorts of components of spiritual healing in the same way or understand it in the same way. But these are things that can come up for you. If I can reflect on my own awakening journey, I can see all the past experiences that I had and how they contributed to this sort of moment where everything fell apart. And it wasn't just one moment necessarily. It was this totality of experiences that I had where I realized that the way that I was thinking about myself, the trauma I had stored in my body, and also the way in which I was moving in my life was not making me happy. And Unfortunately, and fortunately, should I say for me, it happened when I was overseas and I was away from my family. But I think that that was a part of my journey of being in a space where I had to almost create my own support system, where I couldn't just fall back into a safe space or a comfortable space that I knew was always going to nourish me. I had to recreate those frameworks so I could get beneath it, beneath what I thought my foundation was and see that there was even more fertile ground and soil beyond what I could see or understand of myself. And this is where you begin to navigate those karmic contracts and that ancestral trauma and those past experiences. And you ask them, why are you here? What are you here to teach me? Why do I have a fear of public speaking? Why do I hate going on aeroplanes? Why am I not fulfilled in my job? Why do I hang out with certain people and I just don't feel connected? Why do I feel like whenever I go outside, I feel alive? When I go into nature, I feel alive. Why am I having these crazy dreams and these really profound messages being shared with me in these dreams? Why is there this new set of understanding that I am coming into? And what is blocking me from stepping into that more? And I think for me, that was something that was such a challenging thing because I was holding on so tight to the old ways that I believed I was keeping myself safe. And unfortunately for me, that was as a part of my own anxieties um, and holding on to fear as a mechanism to keep me safe. And I had to learn that that very fear was causing my nervous system to be dysregulated, was causing irregularities in my immune function, was causing issues with my sleep, was holding me back from really potent opportunities for me to step into my creative expression and to step onto a path where I can be of service to these communities and to others around me, where I can truly have conscious relationships with other people, where I come back into my body. And so I think this is why awakening is so potent because it is resetting almost the blueprint of who you are. It is expanding within your experience of spiritual evolution and integrating into the blueprint of your soul. Why did you come here? Why are you here? Why are you on this earth? How can you make it so this experience is the best for you? 
And in what ways are the aspects of the way that you were living that you are holding you back? I think that one part of our awakenings that sometimes we don't always realize is in being pushed onto our sacred path, we are also activated in our levels of awareness and the gifts, the sacred gifts that we have that come with us to this earth and that we have the capacity to channel. And as we step deeper and open more to our awareness, we allow those abilities to unlock within us. Maybe this is you stepping more into your intuitive abilities as a healer, as a practitioner, or as a component of who you are and living a more fulfilling life. Maybe this is you being able to channel from the spirit realm and connect with different guides and deities and share messages with other people. Maybe this is you working with your spiritual knowledge and your connection of the spirit realm in the practical work that you do. There is so much that that comes online almost for us and it can be very overwhelming in a way because we are not necessarily tuned into how to work with those gifts and those abilities and how they can help us in our lives. And so through the process of leaning into our awakening, we begin to explore those gifts. We begin to integrate them and add them onto our toolkit, add them onto the armor that we use to navigate the world, to break down and help us in navigating our awakening but also push us more in the direction of fulfilling our soul's mission, of moving past our karma, and of creating a new framework from which we can exist. I was sort of very lucky, or I'm also very grateful in that, when my intuitive abilities and my ability to connect with the spirit realm and with my own intuitive wisdom came online, It was something I was already seeking, I was working on, I was doing research about. And so I had created the space for those abilities and those gifts and that awareness to sit and come into and to share with me. But not everybody's in that circumstance. For some people, they might have different frameworks or beliefs, whether societal, cultural, uh, mental, emotional, that are sort of keeping them in let's say a limited way of seeing their existence. And so it creates this conflict where they're feeling these new things, but they don't quite know how it fits into their lives. So this is really a process where you got to be gentle and know that you're not crazy. You might feel crazy because the people around you are not validating the fact that you feel emotion so heavily or that you can connect with different spirit guides in a different way and you are learning things about the universe from them. Believe in yourself. Believe in your capacity. Seek out people who understand what you're going through, who have the abilities that are coming online for you and learn from them. And eventually that becomes your reality and you realize you weren't as crazy as what you think. And you know what? It's kind of okay to be crazy if it allows you to be your authentic self, to step into your creative potential and to be truly anchored into your sacred spiritual path. I believe that awakenings are not something that we can necessarily control or we can necessarily avoid. And it is in avoiding it that we cause more conflict in our lives but rather it's something to lean into and to go with the flow of almost and to understand that things are falling apart for a reason and we have the capacity not to control the the fact that they're falling apart, 
but to allow ourselves that space to see what they are allowing to bring into our life. And that at stages in our life, we will always go through awakenings, whether they are small realizations or truly profound realizations. And in each way that we lean into those realizations, we are learning the tools to navigate them with ease. When you are going through an awakening, I think one of the best ways that you can really anchor into that process is by really giving yourself an opportunity of self-reflection and self-awareness. Take a step back. Listen to your inner dialogue. Ask yourself questions about the way you respond to yourself and to certain experiences or relationships. Is it coming from where you are and who you are right now? Are you projecting old fears, insecurities, anger, uh, resentment, guilt, shame onto another person or onto another experience? Acknowledge the ways in which you think about the world, the narratives in which you carry, your belief systems, and take accountability for your actions. Now, the most important thing about this space is that you can have a lot of stored emotions that can come up and Be gentle with yourself in this process because if you are working with those more dense emotions, it can make you feel a bit unstable. So it's so important that when you're going through these awakenings, you are leaning into strong support systems, families and friends, healers, like-minded souls and solid partnerships, new communities, people you can connect with that understand what it means to go through an awakening, that maybe are going through awakening or have gone through an awakening. Ensure that you are supported by people and experiences that are really anchoring you into your journey. And this can also be sacred practices in your everyday life as well. Allow yourself to go through this process of understanding your authenticity, of feeling comfortable in your divine vulnerability, and lean into people and experiences that are encouraging you in every step along the way. I think one of the the best things you can do is be open to learning about different ways of understanding who you are. Now, this can be through learning uh, about astrology, numerology, sacred alchemy, any sort of spiritual modality that helps you to develop a deeper awareness and understanding of who you are. I remember when I got into astrology, I was a teenager. I just wanted to learn about myself and about the world. I wanted to move past reading little blurbs about my star sign in magazines. And I wanted to know why. What does this mean? Like, there's got to be something deeper here. And I think by reading into astrology, it really taught me about the parts of myself and validated the parts of myself that I knew were there and that existed. But maybe I couldn't create a framework of in my mind. I could feel it, but I couldn't write it down and tell you why I felt the way I felt. And so what it allowed me to do was step beyond that, go, okay, cool. I'm an emotional person. I'm an intuitive person. In relationships, I would normally look for this. This is what I need in order to thrive. Based on this energetic blueprint, these are the careers in this manifestation that are good for me. And I think what that then allows you to do is to create, even if it's the basis of a framework from which to begin to build a stronger relationship with who you are. It might not all make sense in the beginning. You might read something and go, 
that is just complete rubbish. I don't know what that means. But you look at it later down the line and you're like, no, that actually makes sense to me. This is why I say openness is so important because you're learning tools to help you navigate your journey and you will build them slowly as you will go through your awakening, slowly as things come up for you. So take your time with it. Do reading, do research, do self-directed healing. Know that you have the support around you and that the universe will put people on your path that can help you if you are open to it and you are willing to step in a new direction. This is where you can work with holistic practitioners, people that do mind, body and spirit work. Maybe it's someone who works on a spiritual level. A big part of of your awakening is you can go through physical changes. You might change the way you eat. You might realize that certain foods just don't make you feel good anymore. You might go through a healing crisis physically and all of a sudden you have to be aware of how much salt you're your intaking or how much fat or how much protein you need to be having and the effect that this is having on your ability to be healthy and to create a strong vessel from which you can live within this world. It might also be a thing of you realizing your thoughts or the way in which you integrate and connect with your emotions. There are so many different levels through which your awakening can influence you. And so it's so important to recognize that at different stages of your awakening, you might be required to connect with different practices, with different modalities for your self-healing to be able to help you to unlock a new stage or to integrate the past wisdom that you have learned in that space and to help you to slowly brick by brick create that new framework, that new foundation and that new house for which you can call a home. It's really important that through this process, you're ensuring that you give yourself a healthy time and space to move through your challenges. If you need to sleep, sleep. If you need to rest, give yourself that time to rest. Be conscious in incorporating daily practices as an active participant on your conscious journey of self-establishment. Remember that healthy habits build over time. We learn the tools of being adaptive to our environments and our changing circumstances. And it's about our capacity to be open to new information that challenges our current narrative, to sit in that discomfort and go, I don't feel good and I know I don't feel good, but I know I want to sit and understand why I don't feel good. And I'm not going to numb this anymore. I'm not going to numb this pain with whatever method that I have chosen. I'm not going to talk down to myself. I'm not going to hang out with people that don't make me feel good. I'm going to think about ways that I can be better for myself. And I'm going to take my time with it. I'm going to recognize that, yes, in my everyday life, I have responsibilities and I need to be accountable for them. But I'm also going to think about how I can be more accountable for myself and give myself the space that I need to step into a better version of who I am. There is no time frame for awakening. It is something that happens at a pace that is directed by us and for us. And I think the biggest thing to remember is the universe will never give you what you can't carry. And even if you think you can't carry it, there will be people there to support you along the way. So just remember that. Remember that you are not alone and that this is something we are all going through at different spaces in our life. 
I'd like to take a moment now and talk a little bit about giving you a couple of tools that you can work with in your own capacity to really help you on this journey of awakening and to help you to anchor into a space from which you can foster better foundations, deeper foundations, more integrative foundations for your own self-healing and from your progress in this life and in this world. So just remember that there are many different modalities and techniques uh, that explore the complexities of the human condition, as well as our conscious existence on the level of the soul. It's so important that you take your time to do your own research Feel into what is working for you. Something might work for you today and then it might not work for you tomorrow. Be open, be creative, be expansive. Try things out. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Maybe you're not in the vibrational frequency to connect with that in a conscious way. Think about your readiness. Really assess your readiness to engage with certain modalities and where you can seek advice from a qualified practitioner In this evolving world, there are constantly new techniques being born every single day, different understandings that people are coming to. And of course, through the internet, we have access to so many different ways through YouTube, through Instagram, through different websites, through Twitter, uh, Spotify, so on and so forth, uh, and through podcasts. (laughs) Got to shout out the podcasts. Uh, We have so much knowledge out there that we need to sort through to sort of find what works for us. So trust in your intuition here. Give yourself a chance to try things and be proud of yourself for being on this journey because, as I said before, it's not easy, but it's definitely rewarding. So the first tool I want to talk about is journaling. Now, journaling is a practice where you can either do it on your computer, if you like, on a piece of paper through voice notes where you create a space that you can share your unfiltered thoughts. It is a place where you create like a stream of consciousness and anything that is coming to you, into your head, you write it down, you jot it down, you speak it out. You allow it to be felt and to be seen and to be validated. It is this process of allowing your experiences, your thoughts and your sort of beliefs to exist and be shared without needing to overly analyze or create a reason behind them. Our brain loves to do that. It loves to analyze and understand and categorize so that we can understand what is going on and make sense of what is going on. But sometimes we don't need to do that. Sometimes things don't make sense to us logically, but on a level of of our soul, of our energetic value, of our auric field, it makes complete sense. And sometimes in questioning things, we can break it down too much to a minute level where we don't understand it in its totality. So when you journal, you're really giving a voice to those unfiltered emotions and memories and belief systems. You're saying, hey, you are valid too. I see you. I hear you. I might not understand you. I might feel uncomfortable in your presence, but I'm going to give you a space to exist so I can understand why you are with me. Why do you exist within me? Where did you come from? How can we form a better relationship so that we can live in harmony? This process of journaling allows you to speak from the different fragments of who you are. It might be your wounded inner child. It might be your teenage self, you as a young adult, your future self, 
yourself in different incarnations, past lives. You can reflect and unlock and work through any ancestral patterning and karmic contracts you may have. It may be a place where you can connect with your guides, different deities and spirits of a higher divine purpose who wish to assist and guide you on this earth. It's really about helping you to navigate those thoughts, the chaos of those thoughts and feelings that can swirl around in your head or in your auric field, bringing a sense of harmony to your inner musings and creating structures around your desires. It can be used for self-reflection, for future planning and for manifestation. Journaling is something that you can interact with daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. It can be a space to go to when you just want to brainstorm and get things out and sort of see it in front of you so you can sort of structure it and connect with it in a way that is unfiltered but more filtered. I think sometimes we feel things and they don't feel right to us so we push them down because we're like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't know where that's going to lead me. That unknown scares me so I'm going to close that door and I'm just going to keep walking in this other direction. But eventually that door, there is someone banging on that door and saying, hey, hear me. I want to be heard. I have something that can help you. Or I want to be free so you can let something else into this space. And so I think through journaling, we learn to connect with those inner fragments of who we are. Something that journaling has done for me is it's really helped me to develop a stronger form of intuition through my journaling practice. In interacting with my creative flow, with my thoughts and feelings and ideas, I I have given myself this space to feel without restriction. When I am angry, sometimes I type and it's all in caps and it doesn't make sense and the grammar's horrible. But for me, it has allowed me a channel through which to put that energy. Sometimes when you're upset, you might say or feel things that In your head, you say, oh no, I can't say and feel this, but it is something you are feeling and you should be completely accepting of that. And a really great practice is in journaling, writing it down on a piece of paper, ripping it up, safely burning it somewhere, letting it go, letting it be felt. That energy has been in your space for who knows how long, waiting to be heard. And so this journaling practice can really help you to understand yourself and to communicate to communicate with yourself and with the universe. Another really great practice that can help you in your awakening journey is when you get to a, a point of working through stagnant emotions, working through old belief systems and anchoring into reframing them to your current reality, there is a technique called called the EFT. It is the emotional freedom technique. This is something that I use in my everyday life and has helped me so much in moving past being stuck in my past experiences and in past belief systems and anchoring into the now. So what EFT is, is the process of recoding the subconscious mind to release old programming by addressing old beliefs and unresolved issues that no longer serve you. It is reassessing the downloading process of our templates to understand this human incarnation. When we come into this world, we are taught social programming. We are taught conditioning by our parents, our guardians, by society, schooling systems, our friends, etc. 
that are instructing us of how we can place our energy and navigate the society in which we live. And of course, we come to a point, as is the awakening experience, where those things just don't make sense to us anymore. So through EFT, what you are really doing is you are recoding your framework so that it moves in a more authentic process. So it connects deeper into who you are and it makes sense to the person that you have become. Now, what EFT is, is it works by tapping on specific parts of the body. These are usually points along the meridians, which are energy channels, uh, very well known in traditional Chinese medicine. And while you're tapping on these specific points, you are acknowledging the root cause of your emotional issue. So let's say you are in a moment. Right now you are in a moment and you are feeling anxious. You may tap on, let's say, the top of your head, the top of your eyebrow, the side of your eyes, under your eye, beneath uh, your nose, beneath your mouth, your thymus or where your collarbone is, and under your arm. You tap on these points and as you are tapping, you are acknowledging your feeling, but you are also reminding yourself that it's okay to feel whatever you are feeling and that you are also here in the now you acknowledge and accept what has happened, but you realize and recognize that it no longer serves you. A really great statement that I like to use when I'm doing my EFT is I tap on the inside of my hand, or actually, should I say the outside of my hand? And as I'm tapping, I will say, even though I'm anxious in this moment about the current state of worldly events, I know that everything will work out for my highest good. And in that moment, what I'm telling my subconscious mind is, I get that you are feeling what you feel. I get that you believe things the way that you believe them. But here is an alternate view of the way that I see it now. And so you are giving yourself the opportunity to recode, to tell your body and your cells, it's okay. It's okay. You are holding, you are hugging yourself in its own way and saying, it's okay, I got you. I support you. I know you're upset. But just know that it's not always going to be like this. And right now, you are experiencing a past event. And I would like to help you to come into the current, the now, so that you can move forward in a more harmonious way. If you really want to understand a bit more about EFT, I implore you to do more research. There's so many practitioners out there and there's videos on YouTube of people who can teach you the process. And it's good to do the full process because you can use it in an everyday practice, but it also helps you to go deeper, to understand where a lot of your emotions and your mental state comes from and the past experiences that are causing disharmony or disease in your life. If you go on YouTube and type in, is therapy facing a revolution? There is a TED talk by uh, Peter Stapleton, which talks about the way in which EFT has been scientifically proven to help us to develop a better mental state and how this technique has really helped a lot of people to come back into their bodies. She talks a lot about the way in which EFT is sort of a, a new technique that she proposes can be used in therapeutic situations to help people to reframe and understand their past experiences and to really change the perspective of how they see their lives. So go out, research, understand. Of course, there's many techniques, but this is one that I definitely think may help you in your everyday life. 
The process of going through an awakening can be so chaotic sometimes that we don't know which way is left, which way is right, what decisions to make, what to eat, what to do, how to dress, and it can be very exhausting. So I think it's important to have really powerful support systems. If you have within your access to reach out for mental health support, it is something that I think personally has worked in a very uh, important way for myself. It has come and gone in my life at different points. And this is the thing with some modalities. They might come and be in your life for many years. At other times, they may come for a short time and help you through something you're going through in that moment. I think the most important thing that I learned about when I went for therapy was that it was giving me a space to really just talk, to have open dialogue with a trained professional, someone that can sort of help me to navigate my understanding, my emotional value and the perspectives that I have and guide me through the life experiences that I I have had that are impacting me now. The most amazing thing about seeking out mental health support is that it is a non-judgmental space that is tailored to you, where you can be seen and heard within a private and confidential setting, where you can really just talk. I know for a lot of people, talking might not be something that you're comfortable with. And so sometimes being in that environment can be daunting at first, but That is the job and the role of that mental health support is to ask you these questions that help you to open up and to see things in a different way and to talk about things that maybe you didn't realize subconsciously you were holding on to but are playing out in your life in some way. Now, these mental health support systems, they can be short-term or long-term depending on your personal situations and with the advice of that guidance and guidance of that mental health practitioner. I know when I first went for therapy, I really carried this cultural stigmatism of seeing like your problems are something you don't share with people, stuff that you deal with within yourself or within your family. And I think when I was growing up, we didn't really look at mental health as something that was important. It was just sort of you dealt with it and you kept moving. I remember when I first saw my therapist, I sat on that couch and I cried I just cried. The first few sessions were just me crying because I recognized that as a space where I could unzip this chaos of emotions within me. I didn't have to hold it all in for a moment. Someone else could be there to carry it with me. And eventually I began to talk more and I began to share my experiences and I began to review this sort of inner dialogue that I was having within myself. And that therapist or the therapists I went to were really fundamental in asking me questions that questioned my perspective on the events that had happened in my life, to explore my emotions and thoughts deeper. They helped me to be more introspective and see beyond the density of emotions. Rather than sitting in the feeling of the emotion, what is its value to me? What does it mean? What is it allowing I think when you move towards and you engage with these mental health support systems, it's important to find a practitioner that you feel connected to. This is someone you're going to bear so much of your vulnerable self to and someone who is going to help you navigate through these experiences. So you want to make sure you find the right type of therapist or counsellor or psychologist 
so on and so forth. And be open to the experience of what their techniques and their way of working can do for you. Now, mental health support systems is not just about one-to-one. It can be a support group. It can be a holistic community. It can also be through wellness workshops. Sometimes it's about picking up those additional tools that are helping you in your own self-healing. Sometimes it's about being directed by someone else. Sometimes it's just about sitting and listening and being open to someone else's perspective. And maybe you don't agree or connect with everything that they say, but there might be one thing that they tell you that plants a seed or completely changes the trajectory of how you see yourself. So mental health support systems, I think, and especially in the emerging world in which we are in, are something that are becoming more accessible. I'm sure there are still people who don't have the same levels of access. But if it is something that is accessible to you, it is something worth looking into in the right frameworks and just seeing what it provides to you and in what capacity it can help you to heal and step further into really anchoring and moving through your lived experience with a greater level of understanding of knowledge and integrated wisdom. The final sort of way, or should I say tool, that I think is a profound part of your awakening journey is relaxation. Now, relaxation can mean something different for everyone. What I understand of relaxation is it is really about respecting your body and your body's need to restore and rejuvenate on all levels. A lot of times in society, we are taught about this very masculine energy of doing, of this hustle culture, of constantly thriving for more and deeper and better and going beyond your limitations. And that's so important of pushing yourself. But to what degree do you push yourself beyond a capacity in which you can hold yourself in a place of harmony, in a place of good health, of balanced health? and still allow yourself to be fully functional and present for the totality of your lived experience. And I think when we move past that and go, you know what, I don't need to work so hard anymore. How can I work smarter? How can I utilize the tools around me to get this job done easier, but also in a way that it is of a really high quality? It's about stepping into the space of progress through self-awareness of looking at the parts of yourself that maybe you were not taught to be aware of, of realizing that in some capacity you need to give your body the right nutrition, the right rest and the correct space for which it can heal and restore itself so you can keep going for many years to come. There is no point in being in a race, for example, and sprinting for the first 100 meters when you still have 20 kilometers to run. By the end of it, you're going to be so tired and exhausted. You look at marathon runners, they have a technique. They know when to speed up, to slow down, when to get into a specific rhythm that's going to get them to the end of that race, to that chance of success, of finishing the race by any means necessary, whether they have to slow down and it means maybe they're not going to come out on top, but they're going to get to the end. Or they have a really good mature way of moving through it so that by the end of it, they are still nourished, they have finished the race, and they have achieved what they wanted to achieve. 
There are so many different relaxation techniques out there. You could do herbal salt baths, which is using salts and different herbs to create a relaxing environment for yourself and to just take that 20 minutes, that 40 minutes. And if you're in the bath for an hour and you start pruning, I pray for you because it's not comfortable. (laughs) But just taking that time to just let your body relax into that water. Let that water hold you for a moment. Let those herbs work with you energetically. Let that salt cleanse you. Allow yourself to come back to a steady state of restoration, of inner harmony, of a space within your inner sacred foundation where you feel completely at ease. You can also spend time in nature through forest based bathing or weather uh, weather cleansing. I was going to say water cleansing, but I suppose in many ways the elements are important, an important part of our own coming back into our bodies. I am such a big advocate for spending time in nature because I think what it really does is allows us to remember how simplistic life is, how everything just works around and within each other how gentle the process of life and of creation is. Walking in nature, going for picnics, spending time with your friends in nature. In any way that you can connect with the natural environment and really honour it, I think it allows you to come back to that sacredness and that stillness within yourself. You can also connect with gentle forms of intuitive movement, yoga, tai chi, qigong, meditation, these moments where you come into a place of conscious awareness, of connecting with your consciousness and with your body. You listen to those components of yourself that maybe you had to put aside for a second while you were focusing on something else. You give yourself a chance to be heard and to connect with deeper layers of who you are. You can also read a really good book. I think we've forgotten just how expansive reading can be for us. Think about like when you read a fiction book, when you read a story and you get lost in it, you get lost in the romance or you get lost in the mystery or you get lost in how you connect to it from your own experiences. And sometimes, like I know, I remember when Twilight came out (laughs) and I don't think I have ever read so much in my life. I read those books. As soon as they came out, I was like, mom, you need to get me the Twilight book. I need to know what happens between Edward and Bella. Do they get together? Are they together? What's happening? And it was just a thing of me being like lost in this fantasy world for a moment, this joy and this excitement that it brought and allowing myself to just be free in wonder, in childlike wonder. And so I think that opportunity to engage with that was really profound for me and allowed me to relax in a way of letting go of the structure of everyday life for a second and stepping into the mystery of what can be, into someone else's reality and learning from them. Now, when it comes to relaxation, for those who have dense emotions trapped in their bodies or are of a mental state which causes complexities in really coming to a state of rest. It's really important to remember that this is not a process of trying to stop and be still. 
but rather finding a pathway to stillness that acknowledges where you are. If you're a person who has a lot of anxious energy and you can't really sit still, work with active forms of relaxation. Go for a walk, do yoga, dance, anything that allows you to be in flow but slow down a little bit. It is a gradual process of creating a place of sanctuary within and around you. It is not a go from A to B and then have to deal with the, com- the complexities and consequences of feeling uncomfortable. You've got to do everything at your pace and for what feels right for you. And remember that you are constantly learning. So try things out and see what could be something that could help you in your healing journey. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of embodied channel wisdom. It is that we are constantly in a process and experience and within the manifestation of conscious awakening. It is at the core of who we are as souls of divine existence. The cycles of life are always pushing us towards the sacredness of our oneness. It is in the awareness of who we are that we discover the divine vulnerability of our collective consciousness. Take time to build a space of self-awareness that honours your unique needs while also giving you the space to feel safe to be vulnerable. You have many allies in this human experience. Be open to their form as they bring you support and guidance from realms beyond. Your greatest power is your ability to be you, free, loving and safe. Trust in the process of your journey for your sacred path is always divinely protected. Thank you for taking a moment to connect with the Sacred Garden. I hope this place has provided you with all the divine nourishment that you currently need. I look forward to meeting you here next time. Many blessings and infinite love.